ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of Barstool Backstage. A lot to talk about this week. All the festival lineups are dropping. We have another Grammy preview to do. I got my son on my lap. Kenny, what did you just say to me before we started recording? Oh, I, we were just we were talking about random bullshit, and I just saw on Twitter that the the conservative pundits on Twitter are trying to cancel Taylor Swift again. Which is it's why this time? Uh, I guess she put up something else about getting young people out to vote. And they think that she, what did they call her? They're calling her a Pentagon psyop. They're like, <laughs> yes. she's a psyop for 20 years. They planted her. She's funded by George Soros and this, this, and that. The conservatives are always right for the wrong reasons. Right, right. Like she, is an, she is a psyop. I don't think it's for the conservatives only. Yeah. It's for aliens or something. It's so funny, though. It's because I also saw, this is so stupid. We probably even deleted because it it's boring. But I saw Fox uh a couple months ago talking shit about her being like she's the fucking worst and she's you know bought and paid for by biden and then all the kickback happened with the swifty fans because they're insane yeah. and then i saw yesterday they started uh somebody put out the article saying like questioning her sexuality her orientation yep and then yeah fox, what, what was that well, hold on. and then fox the other day was like poor taylor can't they she just be left alone she brings joy to everybody's house and you're like wait wait <laughs> you just fucking said <laughs> What was, the, what, was that New, what was that New York Times piece like about? The, I didn't read it. The piece is basically saying that the clothes that she wears, the color patterns that she chooses, and some of the lyrics in her song allude to the ambiguity of her sexual orientation. Oh, my God. Do you buy that, though? Because, I mean, I'm sure it must get really annoying having all your personal shit investigated and scrutinized and all that stuff. At the same time, if this was a, like a musical meritocracy no one would be would have a gig you know there'd be a bunch yeah. of people who are making no money right now and their musical merits would be valued so it's all sex. there is it's a bunch like, of people there is a bunch of people making no money right now. <laughs> exactly. that's what i mean i just mean that the, if there was if you were to value things on a different metric and you were to not include the kind of sexual titillation that these people provide to the public then, then they why wouldn't be famous why couldn't it be like guys and they're like how big's your dong dude Listen, it's, it's, the the same, it's the same shit as like famous people hating being famous. Fuck you. It's a fucking occupational hazard. Whatever. It really is. Well, this yeah, is like a good quiet. transition into uh, the little Nas X stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's start there. I mean, we I, had this whole chat going on a thread. And my, here's my only complaint about him it's boring. Yeah. Uh, it, it's getting old. The I'm Jesus shtick. Like it's been done before. Let's lay this out for people who don't know what we're talking about. So, a lot of new music is coming out tonight. One of the big names, Lil Nas X, is dropping a song called J. Christ, where on the cover art and all the lead up, <laughs> he's being like nailed to a cross and walking up a ladder to heaven. And of course, this comes off the heels of him basically giving the devil a lap dance last year and selling shoes with human blood in it with the number 666 on the side. Here's uh -huh. the thing. I'll put my Catholicism to the side and just say, <laughs> this is lame. This is boring. It's bad. Like, it's like a comedian doing a, a, a risky joke on stage and it flopping and everyone going the same eh. shit as everybody on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the craziest shit I can. I will get more engagements and then yes. I will get more money. And it's so surface level. But like, it's so clear that millions and millions of people are like, oh, shit, he's a fucking dude. You're like, dude, here's fuck the thing that sucks, though. He is talented. Like, that's not a, that's not a lie. I actually think he's a talented artist. Can we leave the Jesus shtick in 2023 or just shtick in general? Can we just see who can actually put good music out? I know that's never going to happen. I this like has been going Johnny, on for I years. I like Johnny's take first. Fucking Jared Leto was Jesus first. He was. He was before <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, Colin, why do you, I, I'm being like totally objective here. Sure. Why do you think he's good? I, <laughs> no, I'm being, I'm not saying. He puts no, out no, great no. stuff. I, I, I think he's talented. I genuinely want to hear why you think he is. Is it because of his voice? Is it because yes, of no, I, I think he puts out I think he has it within him. Obviously puts out catchy stuff. Obviously a big artist. Uh, I okay. I would argue all his hits, if you want to call them hits, are he has amazing features. Yep. And he has amazing fucking beats. He gets Unbelievable samples cleared. He got Nirvana cleared. His biggest song last year or two years ago was with Jack Harlow, who was at his apex. Yep. He is, he's almost 
the epitome of fabrication and being pushed by the industry. I agree with that. I 100%. Like, I'm not arguing that. It's, I feel it's, like I'm, he, bur- he burst onto the scene with his own, albeit, like, I'll give him credit, uh, you know, the the country song uh, was a smash, and then it got Second Life with Billy Ray Cyrus, which is fucking unbelievable that he lined that up. But af- ever since then, it's just been like, the label the label has just been like giving him fucking shit that any artist would kill for i don't i don't think he's done anything on his own you talk about fabrication and you're talking about his first big smash that was written and produced by trent fucking resner as if that's not like let's put montero with trent resner and see what like it's all it's such a fucking fabric go back go back what was what was produced by trent he he sampled a trent resner it was like a an uh an ambient instrumental and it was a small clip of an ambient instrumental that was the sample for old town road so Resner got a writing credit yeah he he listed resner is listed as writer and producer for the because that's how they got it cleared but he didn't do anything. He just they just sampled the ambient mm. thing. Regardless, this is my point, Dante. I think within him there is a lot of talent. I think vocally he has talent. I think he has catchy stuff. He's charismatic as hell. He could stand on his own. But everything from the first song all the way through has been gimmicky. And right. my so thing now is he's stuck there. Right, he's stuck there. Well, That's the okay, thing. Okay, so look, I'll say this because he's Megan Trainer. No, <laughs> come on, he, he's be- he's better than Megan. Or Megan Trainer. It's I don't fault him for anything he's doing, actually, because like, what the fuck are you going to do in this day and age to get any eyeballs on what you're doing? Like, it's impossible to get anything going without kind of pushing the extreme of the envelope. It is basically, though, just annoying and boring that it has to be that. But I don't I don't know what the solution is. Trippy Red, dude. Trippy Red's got a legit following. Like, I, I feel like you can viscerally tell when the audience is of their own accord into the artist. And yeah. they haven't just been fed a bunch of shit and then just not like NPCs just consuming hey, what they were given. And Trippy uh, Red, when you see his audience interact, and they're obsessed with him. When you're Oliver Anthony. Religious. Oliver Anthony. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, when you're talking about people. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I saw the fucking response you guys got. I got in trouble, clip. man. <laughs> Dude. Dude. I, I got he's like, the least threatening right. Viking I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, I don't think oh, By the way, he put worried. up a video. He put up a video yesterday where he was in a gas station in Appalachia. That dude is like six foot eight. He's he, he's a he. That dude would have been running through the woods, chopping people's heads off like a, like three hundred years ago. That dude is a big, red haired Viking motherfucker. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of Vikings, though, I recently saw Shane Gillis, who apparently is a huge history buff, yep. explain that Vikings were actually really short and not that big. I saw all. that. <laughs> Look, I, I, I think it's one of those things to where there I think you're seeing more and more people genuinely connect with the fan base. I think we're getting away from the gimmicky stuff, possibly. I think there's artists and I we I gotta stop using this guy's name, but the Zach Bryans of the world, like that are just normal people that people tend to gravitate towards too, because they're talented and they put out good music, whatever. On my Catholicism side, I <laughs> I genuinely wouldn't even get offended by this stuff, but it feels so forced and it feels like you're catering to a really young audience to pick on something that doesn't need to be done. I got butt hurt. I did get butt hurt Here's, in the group okay, chat. If you I got to take hurt, it from the Catholicism why. angle. Nobody, not Lil Nas X, not Madonna, can outdo the theatrics of the Catholic Church. So it's like hundred percent. Give up trying. If you're trying to do some fancy album art, beat like two thousand years of Catholicism. They've they've won all of that. Yeah, they Listen, got Pope mummies in their in their castle. They've got you know like <laughs> yeah. embalmed. 2000 year old popes or whatever they got uh, brother, brother, just, there, brother there isn't a drag show on earth that can compete with the with the listen, pageantry of first off, pageantry of the hope mummy hope mummy is a great band name first great off. band name <laughs> second off there are plenty of artists who have sticks that are still more believable or less fucking secondhand embarrassment like look at look at um oliver tree right his yeah. whole thing is a fucking stick but it's comedy yeah. It's a good it's time. Look at yeah. Billie Eilish, who's weird on her own, but for some reason it seems more authentic and genuine. It's musically interesting some of the time. That's right. why. Yeah, some of the she's, time. Yeah. she's doing cool shit, you know, and that, you know, especially that album that uh, yeah. the, the one that blew her up was yeah. like really musically adventurous, I thought. Yeah, no, I, just think, I just think it's one of those things to where, you know, it, it stokes the worst in people. 
I don't, I just don't. And, and to do it with like levity like that and be like, Oh, you know, you I'm, I'm this now. It's like, listen, listen Oliver, Oliver is, is the fucking worst. <laughs> i don't know man. i i don't like it uh i can't you know i'm not going to comment on someone's genuineness it's something that i've been trying to avoid for my own personal growth but <laughs> you're such a I, w- I will say <laughs> i will say uh i will say that uh, i think the most influential art form of the past hundred years is actually like professional wrestling because it's in it's infiltrated every fucking aspect of life music it is dude isn't wrestling making a huge comeback like wrestling yeah because people do it ironically or they like it ironically or whatever they do. I don't well, know. I Danny, love wrestling. I we love went wrestling. to this bar that Danny pretty much lives at here in Austin uh, called Sam's Town Applebee's. Point, and they have, what is it, like weekly or monthly uh, yeah. amateur wrestling. And it's it's the most essential art form, actually, yeah. because it's villains, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. In, like, we don't have to pretend anything else. Like, that's they what sh- it is. Shit take, it one step, take it one step further. Out here in L.A., we got the Luchadore fucking midget Mexican mask wrestling. It's fucking incredible. Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, art. Yeah. Art. Philadelphia is known for ECW, which is extreme championship wrestling, where the Sandman used to, like, walk into the ring with a staple gun and staple shit to people's foreheads. Mm. Has anybody what? seen the South Park wrestling episode? Oh, it's one of the best. <laughs> one of the best of all time. One of the best. Um, it's possible that the pendulum swung so far towards bands like the National, where they were just, you know, and then it, it had to swing the other way. It's just like, it was can like we bring the National and Death Cab? Yeah. It was the National and Interpol and Death Cab for Cutie, right, and everybody right. was like, God damn it, these guys all look like librarians. We, yeah, need, but the yeah. we need to nail somebody even, to the cross. The National they won't they fucking stop talking about their feelings. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get Machine Gun Kelly putting out a giant guitar that looks like a razor blade. Did anybody see this? I'm sorry. Did anybody see Machine Gun Kelly's signature guitar? Kenny, please pull this up. Yeah, hold on. Dante, you've been awfully quiet on the Machine Gun Kelly front. Did you stop writing him love letters or sending him <laughs> a sample or like box of your own hair? I just saw see- him on Saturday. You saw him? Yeah, I bumped into him in Cleveland at the at the Ritz. Okay, first off, can I just <laughs> Can I just say that? Of course, it's a fucking Schecter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, of course, it's a fucking Schecter and it's a razor blade. Talk about surface level, man. Bro, we should talk to the guitar companies we're talking to and say that the only way we'll partner is if you make us our own signature guitar- guitars that look like we need to pick something that it has. And it, it, looks, it needs to look like Dave Williams' face. Mummy, Pope Mummy. Needs, Pope Mummy, yes. The Pope Mummy, Mummy Pope X100. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's where we are. But, uh, I want to get off a little Nas X stuff because we'll see what the, what the music sounds like. Maybe the song comes out and it's a huge smash hit and we all got egg on our face. I don't know, but the, the marketing behind it's surface level and it bothers me. But, um, besides that tonight, the new 21 Savage song that comes out that he's been promoing with a movie that apparently is coming out as well with Donald Glover and the kid from stranger things, uh, new Benny, the butcher tonight, we're getting new black keys tonight. They're putting out a new record. The first single comes out tonight. This is the first week where the wheels start turning within the music industry with the year because everybody takes off until the middle of January and then things start to flood out. So we'll see what happens. But the big news of 2024 thus far, the festival lineups have started to drop. We've been posting them all over our social media. I just want to say something. I posted this already. I'm right. So far, <laughs> I've been pretty right in my assumptions that I knew what was going to happen with these festival lineups. Thus far, I've been right. To all if, the only it, if only it translated to your Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Credit where, it, credit where it's due. Colin called Pretty Lights. I called Fred I again? Had, I didn't think he would come. I didn't think he would come back and shoot right to the top uh, after like a, what, 10-year break? Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, said I said it was going to be heavy on EDM. Yeah, you were right. I said it was going to be heavy on the alt-country alt shit. I said it was going to be pop starlets at the top. This, these aren't like wild accusations or anything like that. I just want to say to all the haters and losers in our comments who call me a moron every week and say I have bad takes, relax, and you, say that we don't know what we're talking about. You keep doing that, but he was right once, but keep doing the, the Listen, other. at the end of the day, all of the, the festival lineups that I've seen so far, B plus at best still. Nothing is nothing has knocked my socks off, but no, I think there's been saying. some. I remember last year. I don't remember which festivals, but I remember last year a few times being like, "Holy fucking shit! This lineup is incredible." What we've gotten so far, we've gotten Bottle Rock, we've Bonnaroo. gotten Bonnaroo, we've gotten Hangout, the yep. three big ones that we've gotten thus far. Hey, shout out to my boy Ben, our boy Ben in Cannons, whose name keeps fucking blasting to the top of these sheets, man. 
dude yeah, the exactly. movie... i was gonna mention that i was watching dude. the apple tv you know their music channel it's like mtv just plays yeah. videos seeing him he's in the new canons video obviously like it's pretty... <laughs> they need to feature him more He's very, 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 very good looking. He's the there is, handsome. He one. is a handsome bastard. But we, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm the ten. so happy to I'm so happy to see them continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Like we were on them day one. They were the coolest fucking like group. They were so awesome, so accommodating. Dude, our boy Ben uh, has been they, playing. They, they stay they stay in touch with us, like they're fucking awesome. We got to do another uh, another backstage live show with them. Yeah, I agree. Really listen, our boy Ben has been playing drums for Canon since they had five people in the fucking crowd. Uh, our boy John Siebels has been managing since them since then. So, like, to see a close knit group of friends be with and behind a band that's getting that big, I'm so 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 happy, so stoked for them. There's a lot of friends of the podcast on these on these lineups, which I'm I'm impressed about, and I'm happy for everybody. Let's start running through some of these lineups. Let's start with Bonnaroo. Let's go with Bonnaroo. Uh, headliners this year: Pretty Lights and Fisher, which huge EDM night for a full festival headline. Two of the four nights of Bonnaroo are headlined by EDM artists. You have Pretty Lights and Fisher doing the first night, and you have Fred again closing it out. That's big for EDM, dude. I'm telling you, it's becoming more and more mainstream. Go ahead, Kenny. I was just gonna say I'm stoked on a guar. <laughs> Wait, what day is guar? Fucking thing. Did you say who's guar? No, I said what day is guar doing? Oh, guar is on Thursday. Thursday. But look, even I'm just looking like okay, you guys see Gary Clark. I see. Yep. I see Dominic Fike fucking everywhere. Everywhere. I don't out. get it. Do you know either. what's as a general observation? What's interesting about all of the ones that have come out so far is how they don't seem to reflect what's happening in the yeah. streaming world. Yes, agreed. You know, and I think that's obviously indicative of the fact that streaming is streaming and tickets and people in a space is a different thing. There's an interesting thing here. Like, this is the first time I've seen Cage the Elephant's name pop up in years. And so there must be a new Cage record coming down the pipe. Cage to me is still the most consistent alt band of the last like 10 years. I think of all the bands that I toured with in all those years, including the Congos, (laughs) the Congos. Um, KG <laughs> Elephant w- it was one of the few bands that just epitomized rock and roll the whole time. Agreed. It was fucking so true and genuine to themselves. It's great. Do you think the- uh, that uh, there's like a money ball type thing going on with festival lineups now where they're using AI or whatever to, you know, because to see how they can maximize. Yeah. They've got obviously everyone's fees. And they've got the historical fees that these people, and they've got all the draws, and they must be putting all this data in and just being like, spit out a fucking lineup that's going to maximize our return. Because I went to ACL this year, and I hadn't been since 2014 or 15 or whenever we were there, and it was so immaculately run. It was like a fucking machine. That's, it was, it, that's because that has been, since its inception, the best festival pound for pound in the country, year hmm. after year. It's exactly what you said. I, I compare it. I always, this is the, of course, you guys went this year. This is like the first time I haven't been down there. I always tell my friends from Chicago that are just over Lollapalooza. Uh, ACL is Lollapalooza without all the high school kids at yeah. it. ACL. Because they don't have the Perry stage. They don't hammer the EDM. It's the best bands, fucking stages. It's a great festival grounds. It's great weather. Austin's the fucking best. And those guys know how to. They know how to do a festival. I'll tell and you. That's t- in their home fucking town. I'll I'll tell you two things. Listen, one. It's the best. That biggest shows I've ever played in my life, hands down by headcount, ACL both times. Uh, by far biggest. Secondly. Not even just for the consumers. The fucking backstage area and gifting seats, <laughs> artist tents at ACL. I got an Xbox 360. I got a tattoo. <laughs> I got fucking all type. Fucking great. We love it. I got, yeah, some very good jeans. Yeah. Some page yeah. denim jeans. They, yeah, it was one of the best gifting backstage. <laughs> we, uh, Vanity Fair left their Instagram open at ACL and we posted a selfie to Vanity Fair. When yeah. we <laughs> forgot about that. They well, get deleted after that. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm looking for they, it. They deleted it. <laughs> Kenny, while you're looking, I'm going to run over some of these acts. The Saturday night at Bonnaroo was pretty sick. It's Chili Peppers, which is a layup. I think that's just like a... Remember we were talking about like historical bands that they always have one kind of legacy act on there. Chili Peppers are still working, but they're still a legacy act. Cage, Diplo, John Batiste, uh, Idols. Once again, I'll keep screaming about Idols so the cows come home. Brittany Howard, Sean Paul. They have a set from Sean Paul? Sean DePaul? Dude, no, I hope they bring up no, Real Hard. quick, si- side note. I just, Googled, awesome. I just Googled like Vanity Fair Congos. And the first thing that came up was a Vancouver Sun article that's headlined, Dance-Driven Congos Rock the Accordion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fuck the Vancouver Sun, dude. Uh, one thing to cap off Bonnaroo, though, you're talking about like AI-driven kind of like formulas for spending their money in the right way. I want to know what Fred again got paid to play Bonnaroo. Because they're listing this in their advertisements as his only North American festival date of the year. That had to be a 10 to $20 million check. Easy. If they're going to – exclusive be, yeah. exclusive for one year, especially with how hot he is right now. Also, I don't think that can be true. There has to be some sort of ultra. Yeah, otherwise, what's the again name. part of his name? A good point, dude. Good point. They booked Fred, and then somebody yeah. else is going to book Fred again. again. Yeah. Right, of course. <laughs> Um, but no, I thought Bonnaroo's lineup was really good. Uh, Boston Calling, we forgot about Boston Calling. It's more of a rock-heavy festival. I really like this lineup. Uh, they have Ed Sheeran, Leon Bridges, Tyler Childers, Trey Anastasio with his band, Not Fish, which I'm really excited about. Kenny, fuck you. Um, the Killers, Hosier, uh, The Revivalist. Uh, wow, that's a great lineup. It is. Young the Giants on there. Uh, Cannons is on there. Beach Weather. Uh, Tanner Ussery, who's a, a, fa- a friend of the podcast. Um, and then randomly, they have Megan the Stallion on this lineup. I don't know what that is. Random. She's random. She's popping up all over the place. By the way, she's someone who's just completely, as far as social media has gotten on my nerves, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, who else did we forget thus far? Bottle Rock. Bottle Rock was the first one that dropped that kind of started the avalanche, and we got pumped on this. I like Bottle Rock's lineup a lot. It's Pearl Jam who have a new record coming out, produced by Andrew Watt, the young kid who just did the new Stones record, um, Ed Sheeran, Stevie Nicks, Kelly Uchis. Hey, oh, this- and- Andrew Watt did those Elton John like club bangers that came out with yep. Dua Lipa and Britney Spears. He's also okay. doing he's also doing Paul McCartney's new record. He is white fucking hot. So that gives me hope for that album. Who did he have to do a blood sacrifice to to get all this work? Dude, I don't know, but he he kind of like came out of not nowhere, but just a monster two years. And Paul McCartney to tab him to do his new shit. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna be. I'm, hey, I'm no offense, this kid must have an early copy of the Epstein client list or something like that because he's got, <laughs> he's got everybody on edge. You know what I mean? He he's just flashing that in the DMs. He's like, "Yo, you want to do a record?" They're like, "No, Cannons, who are you?" Cannons are back on here, third row down, which is fucking. Queens great. of the oh, Queens yeah, of the Stone Age, Saint Vincent, Nora Jones, The Offspring, My Morning Jacket, Cold War Kids, Oliver Tree. That's our boy a Windsor. Wow. Our boy I get, Windsor. I gotta, I gotta go to this. Colin, we gotta reach out and get uh, credentials for that. Agreed. Jack Key, Jack Kay's another friend of the podcast is on Jane here. Jane Leo's on there, who we still haven't got on here yet. We need to get them on there. The I, they are that, waiting uh, for a remix from me that has been like four months, and I'm really sorry if you're listening. I'll bro, they have Kenny, Nelly NT, they have Nelly NT Pain on here. Can I tell you something though? They sent me a song. It's an incredible song, and for the first time in my life, I can't figure out how to change it. I can't figure out how to fucking remix it. And so send it my I, way, I always, Kenny, I'll fix it. Like I fixed your records. <laughs> I, always, you. I always wonder that Ken, I, Kenny, I always wonder that when a song is so good, like, I feel like a remix should only be done if it improves the original. Oh no, a hundred percent. And in, in this case, like they sent me a song and all the stems and everything's fucking incredible. And as a remix, you usually do. You're like, or I'll solo out the vocal and I'll tinker and see if I can change the key or, or whatever it is. And like nothing was nearly as good as what they had. And so everything I was doing just fucking sucked. And so I, I just, I've been a little bit defeated about it, but what's I, the, what's the track? What's the record? Uh, if you hold gold, you say? is it called gold? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that's already out. It's uh like gold mine or something. I mean, yeah. I if it's taking you four months, it's definitely out. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. <laughs> Kenny, we're shooting the cover art and some of the first visuals for uh, the song we're doing together tonight. Good. Don't fuck it up. I hate it when people take great songs that I make and put terrible content behind it. <laughs> no pressure at all. That's fine. It's fine. I'm body naked. I'm body ass naked Kenny, in the video. Don't worry about it. Right. Kenny, when are you gonna give Kenny, when are you gonna give me a song? When are you gonna fucking text me and ask for a song, dip? I didn't give Kenny a song. Kenny didn't give me a song. I sent him something and he edited it. <laughs> Dante, yeah, I'll make you anything you want, but I've I've told you a hundred times, and it fucking pains me to say anything electronic or in the heavier electronic world, Johnny and Danny are your dudes, man. Yeah, I know, remix I'm too the Burger to, King. I'm too afraid to ask them though. Remix no, what do you what do you mean dante d- just text me off the group chat so it doesn't get lost in our fucking dante have, you heard, dante have you heard that cowboy boots song that they made not that long ago Fire. yeah, yeah we, we played that a bunch and that's like i mean it's not a joke but it's like that's like it's definitely a joke <laughs> no, I, you know, but you know what i'm saying like as a joke though it's so fucking good and so heavy in its own way dante i'm telling you those are your boys I was shocked because Johnny sent Johnny sent it to me and was like, "Yeah, we were just fucking around." And I was expecting it to just be like, like a clown banjos and accordions. Like, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is a hit." The fact that they just made this and threw it away and shelved it. Let's just just make a record. I could ever fucking make. Let's just make a record. If you start spinning at those fucking Vegas clubs, some of those fucking random Congos creations, dude, I'm telling you. Where is White Sox, Dave? (laughs) Doing actual barstool work. What a bitch. He had a hard out at 301. You missed him. He just said, (laughs) shit, that's so creepy. (laughs) Is he sitting in our chat? He just texted, be there in two minutes. Let's all (laughs) All right, um, but no, I thought Bottle Rock is probably the best lineup thus far. It is. Very varied, all over the place. We need to be at that festival. So shout um, out again to, just clearly, shout out to our boy Windsor, my good you got a million. You got a million dollars, bro? To what? That, Bottle Rock is so hard to, like, swing because Napa, Napa is not cheap ever. And then you throw in a festival and all the fucking food and wine. It's called media. It's called media. It's called media passes, and it's called sleep in your car. Grow up, Dante. (laughs) What I remember about playing Bottle Rock, so fucking expensive. What I remember about playing Bottle Rock was that it was like seventy-two, light breeze, like the most perfect environment for a fucking music festival. Is incredible. It it just looked like a like a Boone's Farm ad. Like the whole thing was there was soft lines in the. Um, but yeah, there's nothing I, like drinking a Pinot and watching Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a nice, a nice Sauvignon Blanc. And you yeah. Get your fucking head blown off by Stevie. That's Nicks. a dream. That was the first time Bottle Rock when I we That's played. Dream. Was the first time I ever went into like a silent disco where everybody's wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking trip. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's, so going to- it's so weird. Go into the silent disco and just start spouting off conspiracy theories. Just start screaming them as loud <laughs> as you possibly can. <laughs> January 6th was an inside job. All right, let's move on. Um, so, yeah, we still have Coachella to come. There's a lot of festivals that still haven't dropped yet, but we'll keep everybody up on that. Dante, put this together in a fucking blog and post out, here's your fucking preview for, I don't know, festivals or some shit like that. Um, I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get going with the uh, like New Music Friday blogs too with the roundups Good. um this is a this is a perfect way to relaunch it because there is a lot of stuff dropping tonight you're right um let's go all over genres too not it's not all like hip-hop no oh, yeah this is the beginning of the year this is when everybody starts to drop their shit everybody waited because somebody in a suit told them that the algorithm doesn't work that way um before we get into our Grammy talk, because I want to go over who's going to win Best New Artist, because I was looking through the categories, and this one actually interested me. I want to bring up one thing that came in our group chat this week. Can anybody explain to me what's going on with Smokey Robinson? Oh, man, yeah. that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. The Gasms track? Gasms. The Gasms. album Gasms. Yeah. He did but- have a quote about the album, which said, Gasms are like exciting things in life, in, in your life. Like anything can be a gasm. Damn, I I hope to be that horny when I'm 80 years old, dude. I don't think he is that horny. I think it's just like that's because because if he was that horny, then he would have he wouldn't have written that. You know what I mean? That's like someone who's playing at horniness. I don't know. 
has it, so it's like the little Nas X with Christianity. A little bit, yeah. It's, uh, I think Smokey it's Robinson is leading the horns than that. It's like it makes no one around too. him was just willing to say this isn't good. It's not a good look. It's a you're gonna kill your legacy as one of the legends of all time. It's just it's I, I genuinely feel it's like makes me a bit sad on the inside. Same. Johnny, if Johnny, if Kenny came to you and said, I'm about to put out a, a song called Gasms, you would be like, do it. This is hilarious. Is it just different? Kenny's not a legend. Robinson? Just because yeah, he has 14 exactly. trillion streams doesn't make him a legend. Exactly, dude. It, it's like it's like watching like a like a fucking legendary athlete. Head coach who just got fired today? No, it's like watching a legendary athlete have to do an autograph signing. For thirty dollars, I picture Joe Vegas Biden because... listening to this Gasms album. Like, Bi- it's, yo, it's Biden, for an should... audience of one. <laughs> I'm surprised Biden doesn't have a feature on the album. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna resonate with nobody, man. It's like the p- young people aren't listening to it, and his diehard, lifelong fans. It's not gonna fucking resonate with them. It's just a, a attempt TikTok, at though. making some money because. Like I said, these poor Motown guys all got so fucking screwed. They're broke or not anywhere near as wealthy as they should be for the mass. I can't imagine he's hurting from. I can't. Yeah, I, yeah, Dante, I mean, that's probably I would true, agree, but not him. But Dante, you know. I would agree with you if he wasn't basically the one shepherding everybody to Barry Gordy. Like I would agree if it wasn't Smokey Robinson. If you're talking about the guys from the Temptations, or you're talking about the Supremes or anything like that, sure. But Smokey Robinson's probably not hurting. I can say this. I this might be one of those albums that's like that movie The Room, mm-hmm. where it becomes so <laughs> meme worthy and so TikTokable that it's a fucking smash, and we're all having to be like, I guess he fucking nailed it. Would the internet be talking about a Smokey Robinson album in 2023 if it wasn't for the fact that it was called Gasms? No, and but it's also that track, you know, the track called Gasms, where he just mm-hmm. goes, Gasms, Gasm, Gasms. At one point he just yeah. says it over and over and Tism, Tism, Tism. Yeah, it's a. Uh, if, it's if awesome. I had to, if I asked you, if I if I asked you, there's a there's an album coming out. It's called Gasms. Who's it by? You would say R. Kelly. You would yeah. ha- you would never say Smokey Robinson. The thing is, mm. though, with like artists terrible, like sexy- terrible fucking branding. With, with with artists like Sexy Red and Megan The Stallion, an album like Gasms doesn't really shock me anymore. Like, Sexy Red got big off a song where she says, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. I think Gasms is kind of tame at this point. You know what but I mean? Not, but that, you know, but those are trying to shock, and there's something deep, more deeply disturbing, disturbing about yeah. this than that. Because you, you can't, everyone's seen porn now for, you know, their entire lives. And they're, what are you going to do? How are you going to shock people who've seen what the internet has to offer? You know, you, you can't think, really shock them. So, Do you think anybody's had sex to Gasms? Yes. Did you have sex again? <laughs> I was gonna say you seem pretty sure about that. He's like, definitely not a half an hour ago. Yeah, by that one the fucking bucket list. <laughs> um, real quick, let's go over the best new artist nomination because once again, the Grammys are sneaking up on us. It's in three weeks, so we have them coming up. We need to have all of our picks in, uh, so we can hate watch them later. Um, best new artist nominees at the Grammys. Now, there's something interesting this year because some of these people are viral. Some of these people are actual like musician musicians. Um, Ice Spice is the odds-on favorite to win, which scares me, frankly, but she's the biggest artist oh. right now on the internet. Um, Victoria Monet, who I don't really know much about Victoria Monet, but she was a songwriter first who wrote for Ariana Grande and Blackpink, the big uh, artist, the K-pop artist. Um, Coco Jones, uh, she's a singer and an actress. Uh, I don't know any of her music, but she has a uh, nominee for best R&B album this year, too. Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll, friend of Barstool, all-time good dude, just won Best New Artist at the CMAs at 39 years old, nominated now uh, for Best New Artist at the Grammys. Uh, Gracie Abrams. She's the daughter of J.J. Abrams, so you got a little nepotism going on here. Uh, Fred again, nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. As far as like virality and like people who really took the music world by storm last year for an EDM artist, Fred again is as big as it gets right now. So I think he's got a shot. What's uh, no interesting account- about his vi- virality, if that's the right word, is that it was because of what he was doing and yes. not some like side thing. You know, people were just like, oh shit, this is cool stuff. 
Yeah, agreed. I mean, his his um, I was literally Johnny. You're gonna laugh. I was in the gym the other day listening to his boiler room set. It has 28 million views in a year. Like he's a big big deal in that world, man. And he's yeah. he's really incredibly talented. Uh, Noah Kahan nominated for best new artist. Name we bring up a lot on this podcast. Just did Saturday Night Live. Sold out Red Rocks a couple times. I think he has a shot as well, probably on the, the lower end of the spectrum of the chance. But And then uh, last but not least, the Warren Treaty, who, by the way, the Warren Treaty are not new artists. They have been around for 10, 15 years. They're a husband and wife, uh, like soul Americana duo. They had their, now once again, the rules for best new artists go, when you became a part of the public consciousness is basically when they start your clock. They had the huge feature on the Zach Bryan album this year with Hey Driver. And now have sold out all their tour dates. Good for them. We've opened for them before at a festival in Knoxville, Tennessee. They are an incredible live act, and I'm so happy to see them getting the recognition they deserve. I don't think they're going to win, but I, I really, really like those guys. But did anybody like? Does anybody have an inclination to which way this is going to go? Because I, I, I'm hoping I'll say it goes Jelly Roll. Right. I think they're going to go. I think I that's think a it, strong possibility. Yeah. I think he's a good enough story, and I don't think it would ruffle feathers whether or not because I feel like people are really pulling for Ice Spice. I, I the internet is at least, um, and she did. I think the Academy shit. or whatever you call them that votes is gonna not want to do that just as like a let's do something that's not just based on internet hype. So they might it, kind of pull the other direction. I think they might be a little thrown off by Jelly Roll. Just and I, this sounds bad, but just like. He's a, a big dude who sings kind of like, I don't know how to put this, but like a like a new metal meets country kind of a thing and has face tattoos and he's been around for a while. I I would like to see Jelly Roll win. He's my second pick. And I think there's a chance. Can the country world go that far is my question. The um, country world keeps growing in streaming and all that kind of stuff. So they, I, I think they consider all that kind of stuff. It's obviously their... They they oscillate between genres to to just keep the academy I'm, relevant, you know. I'm gonna go with a bomb here, like in the horse racing world, where they call somebody that's like forty to one, fifty to one. I think Noah Khan's gonna win this. I do too. I do think he's gonna win. I think that's a good. Bet. I think he's just so white hot. I can't figure it out. I mean, oh, I love it. He's very very good, but. He has just exploded yeah. the last few months. I mean, he sold out Fenway Park this summer twice, which is insane. I know he's from New England, but like that's crazy to go from essentially doing small rooms to announcing a summer tour where he's doing baseball stadiums, like yep. songs. He's, he's on he's also radio doing now, top 10. I mean, he's fucking. He's doing it, man. He's also releasing uh, remixes and collaborations right now. He just did a remix with Hozier, and uh, he has a new song with Mumford & Sons coming out uh, next month, which didn't know they were still doing it. I remember they they kicked – I don't know how you guys feel about this. As accordion band, uh, they kicked out their banjo player uh, last year. Does everybody remember that? Yeah, we discussed this, but I don't remember why. He tweeted out a link to Andy Ngo's book about uh, – about Antifa and uh, the internet basically made Mumford and Sons fire him. Oh. Yeah. Hi Dave, how are you? It was political, Uh, basically. It was like a political political. divide in the, in the band. No, it was just like enough people said the Mumford and Sons should be canceled that they were like, you either, you got to go or apologize. And he was like, all right, I'll go. Huh? I saw Noah Kahan perform with them at ACL uh, last year. This, no, I think no, I think Noah Kahan's gonna win. My dark horse would be Fred again. I would love to see Fred again win. I really would. Dave, with no knowledge whatsoever, go into this conversation. Who's gonna win Best New Artist at the Grammys? Um, who's up for it? I'm not even telling you. You just have to guess. Uh, Kahan. There you go. Dave's in. Dude. I know it's got like weird rules though. Like, is Zach? Um, what's his face? He would have been last year. So he was last. Jelly year. rolls in there. <laughs> Ice Spice is in there. Yeah, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Fred again. You also have to. You also have to take. You also have to take. <laughs> the Grammys <laughs> makes no sense. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. They're, <laughs> dude, they're they're on they're on life they're on life support. They need all the fucking like 
clicks, I hate to say it, that they can get. So you got to take into account they favor artists that are going to drive that. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, because then you get morons like us hate watching it and trying to do live streams to do it. Was the banjo player permanently banned? Uh, so you'll like this, Dave. The banjo player from Mumford and Sons got kicked out for tweeting yeah, about. I, uh, I heard all that. Good. Well, Good was he per, was he permanently kicked out? Because I took them more to be like a suspenders band. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, no, now now he's like a Jordan Peterson disciple. He now like goes around and does like I'm dead serious. He goes him. around and does does like uh, cancel culture uh, seminars on the internet with Candace Owens. So, so shouts out to Winston Duke. Um, but no, I think your long shot there is Fred again. I think Kahan is in our house. Like I'm, I'm on the Kahan train. That's where I want to go. We need to give him a fan group name, uh, something like that. Uh, I think Ice Boys probably winds up winning it, and I think the people will get up in a tizzy, and I think the conversation continues. Um, but yeah, they would know, love man. that. They would love that. The Grammys they would, would love, love that. They would absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But Dave, that's part. That's part of if I if I had to bet the sure thing, I'm gonna go with Jelly Roll because. I feel like they saw, I mean, that was the story from the CMAs, yeah. him winning his speech. I feel like they're going to try to ride that train a little bit. Sorry to interrupt you. Is Kenny alive? That's yeah. a great question. Yeah, I'm here, stupid. <laughs> Kenny's all worn out because his kids are home. Dude. Give the man a break. Dude, I don't want to hear about what, it. What I, I want to just uh, debate is, Who's going to win album of the year? You want to do that now or you want to save that for next week? I was going to go Dude, one, I was going to go one a week. Oh, all right. That's cool. Then we'll do album save of the week. Next week. Yeah, we'll do album right. next week. Okay, um, that's cool. Dave, you missed some really good conversation about Lil Nas X, uh, which I'm sure you're hype about. I'm sure you have that pre-downloaded already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting fired up. What were you doing? Recording a snake draft. Oh, okay. How'd you do? I won. Congratulations. Just Thank pre you. just preliminarily won. Um I got some I got something for you guys. What do you got? Um, did anyone see how fucking good Dua Lipa looked at the Golden Globes? <laughs> yes. She always looks good. I was gonna say is there ever... she couldn't no. sit down in, you mean has there ever been no, a time where she didn't look good? No, dude, the best she's ever looked. She had like red, her hair is dyed red, long, she had an unbelievable dress. She is fucking stunning. Dante, you should link up with her, man. Be like, yo, do you like dude. food? I own, <laughs> dude, I own dude, many that, restaurants. In my in my dreams. She just did a uh I guess Seth Myers does this bit where it's like his car carpool karaoke. He takes guests out for a day around New York and they just get hammered all day and i i read about this because um she passed out in a bathroom she got so wasted with him and Fuck they yeah. were like they were like she's been in the bathroom an hour someone needs to go check on her don't make me like and her she was like she was passed out in there but they said that what they usually do is halfway through they're like all right just drink water and we'll pretend we're getting fucked up and she was like no i'm not pretending she got legit fucked up, which Hell makes yeah. me love her even more. Can I just ask, is there a worse fate than death than hanging, having to hang out with Seth Meyers for an entire day in New York? <laughs> Holy shit. Right. I would, right. I, if there's one thing on earth that I would like to abolish more than anything, it's late night television. And to, to be forced to go and hang out with Seth Meyers on camera, other than James Corden, I don't think there's a worse fate. <laughs> Agreed. Holy fuck. What are well, they talking about? I prefer. Uh, I I always mixed up Bill Maher and and. Uh, I Dua fuck Lipa. with Bill Maher. Bill Maher Dua, is the man. I love Bill Maher. I well, love Bill Maher because of the new rules. Because I like Dua Lipa's new rules better than than his new rules. <laughs> <laughs> Dante's well about to throw gasms on as soon as we stop and think about Dua Lipa, dude. <laughs> Legit. No, I, she's on the brain, man. I can't. I can't shake it. She is one of those people that's so beautiful that from time to time I'm like, what are people like? What? Like, it's like she's so hot that it's like everybody thinks she's hot. So I'm kind of like, eh. Dante, I dare you to slide into her DMs, take a screenshot of it, and then let us post it from the account. Please. Dude, this hour? I do every hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
Have you I, seen? I think the there's trip? a legit dance pop shit too. I think it's like comp- you know convincing good hits that she makes basically. So I there's like, a new there's apparently and she's going she's getting into acting now. There's a new movie coming out Argyle. She's in the trailer. Oh mm-hmm. my huh. god. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Mission Impossible type movie. She plays a spy. Dante, are you gonna cheat on Taylor Swift with? I was gonna say this is his new Taylor Swift. Oh wait, wait, wait. yeah, she, she has been. She's way, she's way, she's way hotter. Anything, yeah, 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 for sure. Way hotter. Her and her and Tate McRae are my are my one A and one B. (laughs) Dude, do you yeah. remember Dante talking about Tate McRae? And he was like, dude, she's so fucking hot. She was on Saturday Night Live, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was Johnny was like, Dante, what does her music sound like? And he was like, I don't even know, dude. I've never even seen her sing. No idea. No, you she's see, that's the thing about Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa's hot, and then you listen to her music, and it doesn't change your opinion. There's a lot of artists where it, the music is so bad that you would kick them out of bed. And yes, I say that 100%. As, not, as a beggar, not a chooser. <laughs> yeah, like Jared, like Jared Leto. Yeah, exactly. Same thing, dude. <laughs> Same exact thing. Oh, how did we not talk about this? Speaking of people that I hate that we talk about on the podcast all the time, I'm officially throwing Morgan. my hat in the. I'm officially throwing my hat in the ring to be the new guitar player for Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> it needs to happen. That'll be the worst a, job on earth. <laughs> I need at least. Dude, what are you waiting for, Colin? I sent that like a week ago. You're 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 fucking wasting time, man. I need there's at least an audition. Millions, you should, yeah, you should. Been, there's probably been millions of submissions already. Millions. Yeah, by fucking losers. Just nerds. <laughs> just people eating peanut butter and jelly sandwich in their mom's basement. Like, it's finally my time to be the guitar player for the fucking Smashing Pumpkins. It's a bunch of fucking dudes who are on Skid Row in LA. Like, I've been waiting for this since the 90s. No, I'm going to step in there, say, Billy, give me the fucking job right now. Billy's going to be like, play. yeah, look at this white Irish Catholic guy with the kid on his lap. This is, this is perfect. Dude, yeah. I'll wear a fucking baby Bjorn with my kid strapped to my chest and go out there and play Siamese Dream like it's nothing. What Your I'm gonna say is, looks like Billy Corgan. He does look like <laughs> Billy Corgan. <laughs> he does look like Billy Corgan. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. You're not gonna look like Billy Corgan forever. <laughs> what a nightmare. Also, also, I think you guys were all too busy on New Year's Eve to Did Billy Corgan fully appreciate. I took a picture of the TV. He did a local Chicago New Year's I Eve saw this. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. show. No, no, nobody fucking like cared to comment about that. And then the guy that was with them doing like interpretive dance—it was the weirdest thing I've seen in so long. Can we do a Seth Meyers type thing where we go around Chicago with Billy Corgan and just like do oh, heroin in different restaurants? Hearing Billy Corgan's voice sing Christmas songs was new. That was new territory for my ears. <laughs> Was it good or bad? It was Billy Corgan singing Christmas songs. I don't know if it was good or bad. I couldn't tell. I want to AI Billy Corgan singing a bunch of different pop hits. Like, I want to hear him do a Dua Lipa song. Like, just Billy Corgan's nasally fucking voice like this. Just going for it, bro. <laughs> Dave, we got to find him. We Dave, we got to put, like, a, a bat signal out for people to let us know when they see him in town. And we got to drop everything. Dante, I'll give you his phone number. Him. Better yet, Dante, I'll give it to Dave. Dante, I was going to say, if you want to find Billy Corgan, just walk through an alley at night and shine a flashlight Wait, he up love in the Bill, corner. Oh, Bill loves baseball, right? I'll give Dave his fucking number. Oh, he's, a, he's a big Cubs fan. Um, He pops up just, like, I, I know people, I'll, probably about once a year, I'll know someone that saw him somewhere. It could be at, like, Jewel, which is our local, uh, like, grocery store. <laughs> Listen. Uh, it's like shit like that. You can find Billy Corgan like every Thursday night between 8 and 10 p.m. at Madame Zuzu's, his coffee shop, doing three-hour modular synth demonstrations. <laughs> Look, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to ca- catch Billy Corgan in Chicago, just like put a box with a stick. You know what I'm talking about? With a rope attached to the stick, and you pull it out. Just put a baseball and a picture of Billy Corgan's own face underneath it. He'll probably crawl yeah. under there. You probably catch him. <laughs> Drop an anvil, just drop a fucking anvil on him like an acme character. Um, no, I think that I do want Billy on the podcast, man. I know I've said this for like two straight years, but I just want him on the podcast. Dude, get in his fucking band and be his bandmate and be like, hey, you're coming on my show and you're it's done. No, this is one of those things. This is one of those professional things that if I told my wife I was leaving for months to go be Billy Corgan's second guitar player, she'd be like, why you have to raise a child? Which, by the way, now that you're saying it. 
I think Billy might have been in my uh Billy might have been the milkman in my house is the way my son looks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> how much does that fucking kid weigh? Uh like 17 pounds. That head weighs 17 pounds. Yeah, dude, he's in the 94th percentile for head size. So are my kids. My kids had some big ass heads. This one, my wife's in a wheelchair now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, all right. Well, that was a really good episode, actually. I was very happy about that. Uh, did anybody have anything on or off the list before we get out of here? Anything that was sticking in yeah, their hands? On, on my list in celebration of Billy Corgan, I was watching, I forget what game it was now. I think it was. It was a 4 p.m. game this past weekend, and one of the stadium DJs was playing Zero, and I forgot how fucking great that song was. I mean, those first, like, three records are fucking amazing. Dude, those those fucking guitar tones on that record, especially on Zero, I personally got to ask Billy Corgan to his face when he got those guitar tones. Six hours later, I learned it was an SM57 on a Marshall cab. Just literally the most basic shit of all time. What does that mean? What does that mean? Explain so, that to an idiot like me. What does that okay, mean? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Listen, the most basic terms. common microphone in the entire world is the is the SM57. They're like 80 bucks and you can't break them. Commonly used on guitar cabinets. So when I was like, yo, what did you use? I thought it was going to be this whole like whatever things. And it ended up he just he got a Marshall cabinet and he put an SM57 on every speaker, all four speakers. And then they listened back to see which speaker sounded the best then that's the one they used. You're like, whoa. Oh, oh sick. Whoa, dude, they made music and they listened to it, Kenny. Oh, weird. Hell, dude. You ever tried listening to what you record before you printed, buddy? <laughs> Never done buddy, that. Yeah, hey, buddy. speaking of which, when is your guys' album dropping, Colin? Uh, single will be out next month. We're shooting the video and cover art tonight. So, And that's uh, Coffee and Sigs. I don't know if you can. Coffee even... and Sigs. By the way, Dave has been sending me notes. On coffee and cigs, which I did tell him it is mastered and printed, so we're good on that. But when <laughs> we do no, up, considering no. I hadn't gave it, given my two cents yet, <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. I should have run. I, it I honestly have something that you guys should add. I, I I said it should be a live thing for sure. I also said when we get together and we all make music, Dave needs to sit there as it. Who's the guy from the fucking Beatles? The fifth Beatle. Who was the fifth Beatle? George Martin. You should be our George Martin. You should sit there with a fucking cigarette and a suit and or just George tell us R- what we're doing George R.R. R. Martin, maybe. Do that, too. Fucking. But George that... Martin, like, orchestrated shit and arranged things. I don't. You're just looking for uh, another opinion while you're in oh, there? Oh, no, no, no. That's what I, I want to. I want to take some things from some places and put them in other places. That's a producer, baby. <laughs> That's a producer. Dude, if Dave produced. If we gave, if we made an album and Dave produced it, that would be the fucking greatest shit of all time. No, dude, I'm not even kidding. I want I to just, figure out. I don't know how to use like Adobe. I wanna, I wanna legit compare contrast. So I'll take like I wanted to take the song and and cut it up. How like just just to see you guys like holy shit, this actually isn't awful. To yeah, we can do that. that. Here, here's your how idea was that. not bad at all. Wait, your idea wait, was good. Wait, I did this once before with my wife because she thinks that I just smoke weed and listen to rap music all day. That's what she thinks my job is. Granted, she's not far <laughs> off. But she was like, your job is so fucking easy, all the shit. I said, okay, you come to the studio. You tell me what to play. I'll tinker. You say, I like that. I don't like that. Within an hour, she gave up. She's like, this is too fucking hard. I was no, like, but minor, minor two. Like, okay, they're... I'm playing the song in my head right now. I'm not listening to it, obviously. So Erica, there's a a few times when she says kind of in the background, that's the way that's supposed to be or supposed to go. That's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. So she says that while Colin's singing, there was a part where she's singing um, in the middle of the song where Colin should be saying that in the background, I think, because it's just continuity between the two lyrics. And then there was, an, I think in the beginning, Erica is so fucking good. I like, I just said I needed more Erica. Like, I agree with that. whole extra All fucking right. stands of Erica. All right. So Dave, literally, this was, I had two points about this. My first was Colin, genius, genius marketing idea right here. You recreate the cowbell video with Dave as Christopher Walken. Yes. Where he comes in and critiques you over and over on what you need to change about the song which he just said right there he needs more erica perfect cowbell and two two colin kenny colin sent me i think like six different versions 
of uh, the track as you updated it. Yeah. In the last three, the last three, I didn't know if he was like punking me or testing me, but I I didn't respond because, and I was questioning. I was like, man, I really am not a musician because I could not tell any different. I could not tell what you changed in any of those three <laughs> versions. So I was like. Fuck, I, can't, I don't know just what different mixes. On this. Well, that's my just favorite thing mixes. about Colin sending out songs that aren't done yet. It's my favorite thing that he does. Well, here's the thing though, because Dave always <laughs> asks me for updates. Dave asked me for updates, and I like Dante's ear. So we're in the process of mixing and mastering. It sounded, like that. dude. The first version you sent me, I was like, "Wow, this is a fucking hit." Second version sounded much cleaner, and then I think it was five. And then the last three you sent me, I was legit like, I think he's just sending me the same version over and over to see if he could test me if i'm just going to give him useless feedback and he could be like ha gotcha it's the you same know, version i, I like this should be a psa by I, the way yeah. exactly his is like what dante's saying right now should be a psa to producers and mixing engineers out there no one can fucking hear what you're doing nobody can fucking tell you. i actually i liked the i liked sending dave all the different like creations of that song so that he can understand like Look, I deleted Colin and Erica's vocals, and then I hummed this scat over it, and then we turned that into lyrics. And blah, blah. It was a cool evolution, I think, for somebody like Dave to see. You're it's mute, great, Dave. though. It's fucking, it's Dave, fucking great. Kenny, Kenny, I hope, Kenny, I hope you got like 90% of the uh, publishing on that. <laughs> well, I better considering I didn't charge him a fucking dime for it. <laughs> facts, big time facts. Kenny, do you want a writing credit? Of course, I want a writing credit. What is this fucking thing? Germany? I want a writing credit. <laughs> no, no, honestly, honestly, I don't need a writing credit. I just need, I just want a producing credit. I didn't write shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, I wrote all the words and music. Kenny, I didn't write reorganized it and made it better. Yeah, I get to tell you what I think is trash. That's my job. I was gonna give you, I was, I was planning on giving you a writing credit, which by the way, I need your, were you asking? Whatever, listen, I don't need the tens of dollars. Just put me on as a producer. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll also tell you this. I'll also stroke your dick on this. Dave side texted me like a week later after you sent it to me and was like, hey, do you hear Colin's new song? I was like, which one? And he's like, the one he just like sent me or whatever. And I was like, yeah, he sent that to me a week ago. He's like, it's really fucking good. It's like I know, really fucking good. I'm so, excited on it, and I we're it, fans. It's the best part is that Colin will never send me another song again. We got one great song, and he's like, "All right, I'm done with Ken Dog." No, what the problem is is that I literally haven't had time to go to the fucking studio to because nothing we do is electronic, so everything has to be done in a studio. So I need to leave this thing and go <laughs> and record. Do you want Which to tell them what I said about your engineer having notes? <laughs> I'm just the same thing. No, you it, you told me the same thing you told me about having notes. I was giving Kenny notes, and I asked him about like something specific, and Kenny went, "Do me a favor and shut the fuck up and let me do my thing for once." Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was the exact text. It was like, "Let me do this my way." Yeah. You can thank me later. And then Kenny said, "Do me a favor." He sent me the first mix of the song back and said, "Do me a favor and put a bunch of shit in your Amazon cart. Don't check out yet, but like, put it in there because you'll yeah. be able to buy it." Yeah, so you're on like, your way. Cool. You're on your way. I'd be interested if I'm being honest and not to put work on Johnny and uh, Danny's plates, but I'd be interested to hear what they would do with the Foxtrot song and uh, compare it to the past. Yeah, I, that's the in thing. In terms though, of remixing? No, no, no. In terms of production. Oh, in terms of production. Yeah. Yeah, I think because you would suit more, like, especially with the slide stuff. And we have laps doing a lot of this shit, too. Like, it'd be interesting to hear your ideas for our production. But it's like there's certain shit I know I won't send Kenny. Like, if it's an Americana well, song. Send, like, send us something that's like. 50 to 75 percent there okay and we'll, and we'll yeah, see how many we can free productions it. can we get out out of this group yeah. dave i can't wait for dave to do his production <laughs> okay here yeah. i i have a hard out in 30 seconds oh but... <laughs> one last note on it i fucking hate when people use the word echoes in songs really i fucking hate it see it's kenny hates like a when people... word that they it's like a filler word to me what do i hate Kenny hates when uh, grown adults use the word kids in songs. Yeah, you can't say we're the kids. You can't. Can't do it. Which is sick. I also wrote, I started writing that song like right at the beginning of COVID before I turned 30. So I felt like I still had still not a kid. some leeway. Definitely still not a kid. And now that I have a kid, I definitely can't use that. That was a nice uh, kick to the nuts, but that's where what we are. What was the dude. lyric? 
we'll get into that later because I'm on 1% of my laptop and I'm about yeah, to yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. But um, great episode. Next week, we'll be back. I think I just locked in somebody for a guest. I'll get to you guys after about that. But uh, a lot going on. I hope uh, we guys, never have guests again. Fuck yes, dude. You know what I mean? This was great. <laughs> guests suck, dude. Uh, go listen to the new little Nas X song. Dave is going to have that on repeat in his house. Um, excited about that. I'm... <laughs> Before you guys dip, can do you know how many how many plays have been on the last sound or uh, not SoundCloud uh, Dropbox you guys sent on the song? Because I bet I have like seventy five percent of them. <laughs> no, I th- that's the funny thing too. Kenny also was like, I like Colin sending it around. I'm not just sending it to everybody. I'm sending it that's to why. No, Colin, it's just as a as a producer because when I hear like, oh yeah, I sent this version to Dante or whatever, and you're like, no. It's not even close to like realized yet. He's gonna get the wrong impression of what I'm trying. Oh, to Oh, dude, well, you don't not understand. Just you don't want notes too many times. It's one thing to yeah, get notes on fair. something that's like you want one set of notes. Otherwise, it just it's too many opinions. I mean, also, to be fair, Dante never responds when I send it to him, so I never get notes. So I just keep updating him until he tells me something. <laughs> I, I I just liked. I didn't care about. Like I, I'm ninety eight percent joking about. Like the additions I made, I'm like two percent. I do think they would work. Like if you would at least listen to them, they work in my I, head at least. I but, agree. Uh, I agree with you. They work. It's just it's schematically we can't make. No, it no, no. Of course, of course. But like I, I really like seeing the the whole process behind it. Not I wasn't I I, I knew that it was not close to a finished product. Wait till we do like all of us in a room together, and you mm-hmm. see a song go from nothing to an entire production mixed in a day. Speaking yeah. of which, yeah, I do. I actually do have to go, but pick to. dates in late February or March. Go. Put it on the chat. Like, I'm open. So Come to studio with Danny and I, and we'll do something. So, It'll have to awesome. be er, early March, because fe- oh. February is locked up for me for travel, but definitely right. early March. Pick early March, then. Just do it. Go. Oh. All right. Fuck you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later. Bye, y'all.